Hello and welcome to the podcast series Raw Talent with me Fiona Abrahams where I'm deep diving behind the scenes into the careers, aspirations and inspiration of the many skills and talented individuals who enable the fashion and creative industries to feed our passion for clothing and product. Throughout this podcast series I will be reaching out to the global community, exploring the industry through their eyes, asking people to share insights about the work they do, how they got started, their most compelling experiences, the trials and tribulations they have faced and overcome, who they have met along the way, the lasting friendships formed, the part culture plays in the work they do, and their thoughts on their futures and the future of the industry as we navigate the coronavirus pandemic. Welcome to Series 2, Episode 10 of Raw Talent, where we're heading to Spain and joining Laura Lamarco, Head of PR at fashion and footwear brand Alojas. Alojas are amongst a new wave of brands blazing a trail in sustainable fashion by combining style, local craftsmanship and a pre-order business model aimed at making goods to order to help reduce oversupply and landfill, whilst actively engaging with their customers on the aftercare of their made-to-order purchases. Hi, Laura. Welcome to Raw Talent. It's lovely to have you. Hi. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. So we'll, I'm going to start by telling everyone how we met, which actually came about from our love of the brand. And um, we thought we'd cheekily reach out, I think, on Insta and see if we could entice you onto the podcast. <laughs> so you have just completed a business degree majoring in business and minoring in marketing. Congratulations. Tell us where your career started and how you got into PR. Thank you so much. Uh, yes, uh, it's been very exciting. It's, very, it's been a very exciting couple of years. Um, okay, so it's been quite the right, to be honest. Uh, I don't know. It all started when I was working at the Swiss consultancy company. I was working as a headhunter. I was sourcing for top ITT talent in Barcelona. Um, and uh, one year and a half on it, I started thinking that I didn't want a, such a rigid job. I went to something a little more inspirational, creative, whatever you want to call it. And at the moment, I really did not care about the, I really didn't care about the industry. I really didn't care about the company. I just wanted to believe in someone's message, in someone's venture. And I started looking for jobs. Um, like overall, I started looking for uh, small companies, to be honest, rather than big ones, because I was still studying. I needed to work and study at the same time, which wasn't um, an easy task. No. So, um, Alu has just uh, had put up, up an offer and in Fashion Network, and I just went ahead and I was like, uh, I applied, and uh, Alejandro interviewed me. Alejandro is the founder and CEO, for those of you who don't know him. Uh, he's absolutely brilliant, and he um, created Alohas five years uh, ago in Hawaii. Uh, while he was studying there too so yeah and that's something very few people know and we get a bunch of questions out of like where are you guys uh where's where is it what's what's the story behind the brand name like why is it Lojas? and that's the reason why he was living there uh what it was founded there oh amazing no 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 you wouldn't know that that's a great story i wondered why it was called alohas (laughs) perfect sense fantastic Um, so you kind of relate to the fact that you needed to work and study 
yeah and uh yeah and that i think i guess that's where it all started um Amazing. i just went to work in a creative industry fashion is as creative as it gets Absolutely. IT. So something that blend both and um it actually did blend both like um it blend both because i think um well fashion's um is, is amazing and I put together with a startup model and a broad business mindset and a team who's open to new ideas well that's fantastic and my team is so oh. I, I joined when we were only um, I think four it was Alejandro his sister and um, our designer and um, I joined and uh, it's, it's been quite it's been, it's been quite some time it's been four years almost now it's been an amazing journey for sure You've seen lots happen while you've been there. We love Alohas. Um, the product is fabulous and you are very much leading by example with your on-demand business model where customers can pre-order products aimed at avoiding overproduction. How is the consumer reacting to the idea of their wishes being on-demand well, the consumers have actually provided um, valuable insights when it comes to uh, telling us about their experiences. I think um, it's been it's been it's been growing more and more. But we've recently got a bunch of reviews on our site. Um, we get uh, people to tell, about, tell us about their stories about how they actively trusted our, our business model and didn't care. It was six to eight week's delivery time because they actually want to invest in a piece that would be a good piece handmade and crafted in Spain and um, I don't know I think um, people are reacting quite well to having something um, accurately designed and made for them on demand that's yeah because that's it it feels quite special doesn't it to be having something made for you and do you think that there's um sort of a feeling of anticipation you place the order you pay for the goods and then you have the excitement of waiting for it to come exactly that's the difference <laughs> yeah. exactly like uh, i don't know um otherwise it works on an on-demand basis and um that means that the brand holds off on, on production until customers have paid their orders like you said so yeah. um our team only wants to provide people with what they want, with what they truly want. Yeah. And people actually help us um, work on demand forecasts and transparency on demand forecasts. And that's incredible. And that's that creates oh, right. Right. Because yeah. I guess people can say to you, you know, like my next purchase is going to be a pair of boots in the autumn, or this year I want a pair of knee high boots. Um, I also need to, I'm also going to look at knitwear so they could share with you what they think their next lot of purchases will be. Of course, and uh, it creates accurate demand level forecasts. And um, that way we have major leftover, like we avoid, sorry, having major leftover stock at the end of every product cycle, uh, which is what happens to every, ordinarily to every other brand who has remaining stock and has to recur to outlets and recur to other, well, creative strategic ways to get rid of it. Absolutely. That's fantastic. I think, you know, that's a, a such an important thing that we can all be doing. So it's it's going back to the idea of the investment purchasing, um, investment purchases, which, you know, certainly when I was growing up, that's how people shopped. Fast fashion was, was definitely there, but people were still quite investment focused. And I feel like we're really going back to that now. Yeah, well, the thing is that I, if I think of my mom, wow. <laughs> my, 
with what you said, I thought I thought of my mom. Um, when she was little, she would um, well, my grandma would tell her, "Hey, we're going shopping. We have this budget." And she would place all of this money in just one item, <laughs> which she loved. And she had been like wanting for months or for years or something. And she would come home with only one piece, whereas her best friend would come home with 10 pieces. Oh, and my wow. mom would always say, tell me, Laura, like I just wanted to invest in pieces. And that's precisely what we want to go for here. I don't know if, um, <laughs> if, yes. if that makes sense. But um, basically, Aloha's offers more than just products, and it offers more than just fashion, regardless right. of it being shoes, knitwear, knitwear. It's a mindset. It's a mentality of buying things and looking after them and keeping them and investing in them. And I guess, you know, once you're bored with something, you can sell it on because there's so many resale platforms and ways of moving things on that you no longer want to keep. Exactly. And uh, if you think about it, it's a chance for all to participate in the fight against overproduction. Yeah. And going fight. Uh, like, it's all over the news. It's nothing new. Like No. But it's 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 an actual way of getting to fight for, 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 your, for what you want. Yeah. Like, no, that makes perfect sense. Absolutely. Your shoes are produced locally in um, Spain in um, a couple of different areas. So the team can visit regularly. How is how important are your relationships with your manufacturers? Super important. Manufacturers yeah. um, have trust in us uh, because we don't ordinary brands. I'm not saying I'm I'm talking ordinary. Like every brand has something special to tell, but uh, ordinarily brands what they do is um, they purchase uh, a huge amount of stock, especially yeah. some of the year. Right? It's Black Friday. Uh, Thanksgiving is upon us. Christmas is upon us. So right now, everyone's overproducing. Mm-hmm. So um, we were just like, uh, we need to make sure our, well, our, our, our all of our team um, is, on, is on board with this because we won't be purchasing 300 pairs of shoes for, uh, for a for any given point during the season, no. so our, our 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 purchasers need to like trust in us um, and trust in our business model. So it's it's a team effort. We did. If I had if I had to put it, it's a team effort, and it's a very it's, it's actually very important. Our design team is uh, headed down there actually this week, um, and we go regularly every three to four weeks. We're constantly visiting our our, our location. It's 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 mostly Alicante and Albacete. Um, to beautiful, beautiful, beautiful locations in Spain. Oh, I can imagine. I've been to Alicante, so yeah, I have. Well, you can tell them. (laughs) No, it's lovely. It's a lovely, it was a long time ago, but yes, I've been quite a bit actually. So yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. All of our references are produced in the same, uh, are produced in high-end manufacturers. Um, Yeah. in our business model and have trust in our customers and have trust that our customers will uh, we'll buy and buy in season in season out so yes absolutely yeah. so you'll have that loyalty and that repeat purchase because people will love the concept they'll get to know the foot they'll get to know the items and they'll just want to come back for for more which is brilliant mm-hmm. and you're, you really are doing a lot more than making shoes you're changing the way people shop for fashion how have consumers reacted to the Mindful Tips series on Instagram, which is designed to re- reconcile our style devotion and environmental consciousness? 
So just to educate the audience, past chapters have covered how to give a second life to clothes you already own, shoe care practices to make them last longer, and how to build a timeless capsule wardrobe. What's the response been? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of things there. Okay, so, <laughs> okay, so um, well, our mindful tips section is something um, our communication team has been working on, on and off. And um, it's not a sort of like section on itself, but more like more of a part of a responsible, um, sustainable series we launched this year. Early 2020, we launched this sort of blog, which is 12 resolutions. Hello, has is 12 resolutions. So it's the 12 actionable steps uh, the brand will be taking during this whole year um, to become a better brand for the people, for the people who work here, for our audience, for our community, for the planet, for everything. So our Mindful Tip series were one of, the, not, not, not on itself, but part of one of our 12 resolutions uh, for this year. So basically we wanted, we're, we're working here, if you think of Alohas and, um, and our goals, as a brand, um, we want to bring st- a strong connection in the mind of our consumer, and uh, we want it to be a key element of our narrative. No, um, so concept of sustainability and a key narrative of our, of our, of our element is, is key. So, basically, people have responded super well to. I bet they have because people want to talk to you as a brand, and I think there's nothing worse than sort of having the experience with a company who aren't listening. So the fact that you are actively engaging with your customers, people love that because they it makes them feel but they it makes them feel valued and it makes them feel like their loyalty to you is worth something, don't you think? I think uh, all of all of the all of the brands should stop listening to their boardrooms and should start listening to their community customers yeah they're responding to their requests um because some of the requests are actually so good like literally so good we um just last weekend we launched this series of stories and we got such massive bunch of responses like we we felt like oh my god they're, they're really like actively engaging with us and um they they were suggesting amazing things and out of the I don't know sixteen good things they they mentioned. We chose one and we're actually developing it, and uh, it's going to wow. come this, this this week actually. Um, come to, come Thursday, we're going to be interviewing a. Uh, we're going to be going live, um, with 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 a couple of uh, well, with with talented individuals and creatives from our industry. Uh, one of them actually has a business built out of, uh, well going back to your vintage mom's closet and redoing it redoing pieces and it's the whole thing is so inspired fantastic that's really brilliant can you give us a clue about what you're going to be talking about okay yes uh well the the series is based on getting to a little more like a little like you we're going to get to meet uh talented individuals and creatives around the industry but focus is a very short industry it's a very 10 to 20 10 to 20 minute interviews and the focus is basically on getting to know their careers and getting to know how they spin the concept and took sustainability to their pockets and just like managed to build a company out of it successful at it you know and um I don't know. We, we want to get to know people's stories. You know, I, I think in the end, uh, if we ought to learn something from this year, is that we need to um, start interacting not only with our clients, but uh, with our fellows and with our mates, and um, 
leveraging the relationship we've, we've been building over many years of, of hard work. Fantastic. And yes, you have been steadily growing. Um, what have been the highlights of your experience so far in the evolution of the brand? Well, there's, there's been so many. Um, just what, this, what stands out for you? Uh, well, just this year, um, Pinterest reached out and um, we did a collab with them. I don't know if you if you read, but basically we um, partnered with Pinterest with the platform and seven um, influencers and we created a collection um, in which every, well, Basically, every every references were, were inspired by discovering new trends on Pinterest, and uh, the whole thing was data driven, and the experience was incredible. We got to partner with a huge, massive uh, platform, and we got to develop a, a PR campaign there. It was a very, very incredible experience, as far as from a PR perspective goes. If I'm talking of, of a brand perspective, um, I would definitely say that um, as far as creativity. Uh, goes our team has um, risen up to the challenge meaning mm-hmm. that we have all come together and we have all strived to work and uh, we have all worked on several projects together and uh, we have not lost faith and uh, that for a small company with no investors uh, only 26 people um, is quite it's, it's yeah it's emotional because the whole team yeah. really behind the court and really invested in the success of the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand. Absolutely. That makes perfect sense. Um, what has been the biggest challenge, but was also an amazing learning experience? Um, okay, so when COVID stroke, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna speak about it because if you speak if you ask me about our campaigns, um, our campaigns have not revolved around COVID at all. Okay. After that, like our campaigns have revolved around the fact that we wanna we wanna interact with our clients, and all of our campaigns coming forward through that um, are gonna be campaigns focused on the way we interact with clients, our relationship with with our with our mates, everything, community feelings more than um, more than having like more than having a proper peer campaign with uh, all the same rationale we had before i don't know if that makes sense but yeah, it does. It, 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 it's been quite a challenge because um we're used to a very strict guideline but we were for a startup and we're, we're we're very few so we have the we're at liberty you know to yeah. put together this whole thing you're really the- rewriting the campaign rule book aren't you you've decided we're not going to do the traditional campaign we're not going to follow the traditional campaign trail we're going to actually focus on community and take a completely different approach. Exactly. So you're kind of walking into the unknown. <laughs> exactly. It, not exactly. And it's super overwhelming. But um, yeah, it, I guess if you're very focused on just the results, but it's also a journey. And I do think in life, the more that we always think about the journey, not just the destination, um, the destination kind of takes care of itself if we get the journey right and we're on the right path. Well, let's fingers crossed to that. <laughs> I hope so. I think, yeah. I think we are. Um, basically, it sounds like it. Oh, I hope so because uh, the thing is that we want to 
we want to tell, we want to tell people, hey, uh, responsible shopping is the way to go. Yes. Um, overproduction, avoiding it, and investing in demand forecasting is the way to go. Absolutely, and I think people get that. I think there's been so much publicity around how polluting fashion is, and you know what I see from my perch in uh, the fashion industry. I'm I'm so privileged to have um, a bird's eye view into the industry. Um, And I think that I see a huge wave of small brands, um, sometimes just a few people coming along and completely rewriting the rule book. And there's so many organizations um, out there supporting those individuals. There's all sorts of funding and um, seed brand opportunities as a seed brand to get yourself established. And it's amazing to see how much support there is um, I've talked about this before. There's a, an amazing book by a guy called Ronald Cohen. He's written a book called Impact, which I'm going to send you a link afterwards. Um, and Impact is all about the wave of individuals coming along and saying, we're not going to do it like that anymore. We're going to do it like this so that we're protecting the planet and we're helping people. And he talks about how um, the impact movement is, is, is basically just going to take over it's a most fascinating book and I think everyone should read it and it's very much along the lines of exactly what you've been talking about today. So, yeah, brilliant. Well, That's exactly the type of book I want to read next. Yeah, it's, it's really, really good. It's one of those things you can't put down and he shares everyone's journeys, just the journeys of people that ordinary people that have come up with incredible ideas and found ways of getting them off the ground and it's it's fascinating he also he's he's actually a hedge fund guy and he he was the first one to start hedge funds and he actually says um that all the invest all the investors now want to invest in in green they're on a green mission and they want to be making sure that they're investing in businesses or organizations that are considering impact both in terms of the planet, but also people. So it's very interesting. Very interesting, yeah. And I must ask, we're trying not to focus too much on the pandemic, but how has it affected your mission? Are you experiencing like a different reaction from country to country? Mm, Of course we have. Um, Yeah, everyone has. Especially March was a, a really challenging month. Uh, yes, for everyone. Um, it was it was quite. Uh, we were actually uh, in Colombia when this whole thing started. We were oh, launching our, our third campaign. Uh, the first one was in Marrakech. The third one, the second one in Spain, Seville, in the south of Spain, and the third one was in Colombia. And when this whole thing broke out, it was like whoa, like. Um, we need to like think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do we do next? What we do next? Exactly, exactly. That's the thing. Um, I think I'm reacting with my with my hands. People cannot see my hands right now. I, I wish they would. <laughs> they can imagine. They can imagine. They get it. Yeah, because we were all kind of like that. We're like, oh my gosh, what do we do? And how has you know as the whole thing's evolved, and we've now got. Um, the amazing news of, of several vaccines, not just one. We've got, you know, two really promising looking vaccines that they've been talking about. Um, how how has it evolved? Where are you up to now with sort of, you know, a bit of a light at the end of the tunnel, hopefully? Well, um, 
like I mentioned, like in May, something around May, our our founder uh, told us, "Hey, we're pulling it together, and we're gonna make this happen, and we all got to like uh, run in the same direction, and then we'll we'll make it happen," you know. But uh, he 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 imprinted us the importance of uh, working closely together, communication. Um, if you think about it, um, the last six months have been uh, undoubtedly um, toughest. Uh, over the past five years and um an almost instant lockdown uh remote working um very restrict this new agenda for peer for peer people yes yeah, not just for pr <laughs> not just for pr but like you know <laughs> and um that's become a commonplace like we have we're, we're completely used to to uh, to working from home, uh, and we were relaxed and have adjusted to the new way of doing this, you know. Um, but out of all the negatives, there are positives, and um, the positives are that um, for all of those, and no doubt will help shape help the industry operate as the pandemic and restrictions ease in the future. I think. Um, We'll be working uh, like up until now. We've never seen a Dior uh, show put for us available, not only for front growers, but only also people working from home. And this year, that was possible. Like uh, the rules are changing. And, yes, uh, they are. They're making movies, aren't they? So the runway has turned into a movie, which I love. Because now, and actually, that makes the whole thing a much more immersive experience. So it's almost um force brands to rethink they're desperate to get um their goods in front of an audience so the audience can be anybody so instead of it now only being an elite the elite um that get to see it anyone can see it and i think that is really that's a very well uh, made point actually exactly no i think it's incredible and uh if you think about it about how we interact with our clients if you interact how our, with our teammates now we see our our child's teammates running in zoom calls and you're thinking oh oh my i thought i'd never get to see this perspective like a human perspective to it all fashion has this um hope thing to it and those who work in the insights know that it's quite harsh even though it might be very beautiful on the outside but um one thing i would never have expected is to see meet their families um it, it brought us together and i think that's the positive and that positive can translate into every little thing we do in our day-to-day lives uh where it is where it is a campaign uh where it is designing a product or where it is i don't know uh, I don't know. Letting someone into your home is personal, and is, our, our, our clients have given us a glimpse um, to that side. Yeah, and it humanizes everything, and it, it it kind of forces a much stronger connection, doesn't it? Like you're yeah, in my yeah. living room, you're in my personal yeah. space, and I'm in wherever you are at the moment, and in your in your apartment or your house. And yeah, you know, you suddenly people become just people and any kind of um, conception around a facade is gone, which is really nice. Yeah, I, I thought that was, uh, you put it beautifully into words, like the facade is gone. Like that should be like in, in my t-shirt right now. Yeah, <laughs> no more facades. Yeah. In the, indeed, I don't, I don't know, um, I, I don't know, like overnight. Um, yeah, swept away. 
we had to shelf product launches um, overnight with ditched campaigns and we'd spend months working on, by the way, like, wow. like I don't know. And newsroom switched to minimal staff, which didn't help either. Uh, but I don't know. I think creativity has, um, has been key in this process. And we've seen people do amazing stuff through the quarantine, which are which have been newsworthy. You know, uh, the industry has to find ways to remain current and create uh, to appeal to clients and their audiences. And getting the creative juices flowing remotely hasn't always been easy, but um, I think we've found new ways to come up with campaign ideas. And um, I don't know, they're all out of the box, and I'm enjoying it a lot, to be honest. Amazing. I think that sounds you know it, it just it makes your mind um bubble away with um you know ideas of how we can all just interact more effectively and i think it for you as a brand the fact that you're thinking like that brings a really strong human element to um the whole thing so that's that's yeah exactly where it's very it's very right for where we are now so yeah well done that's fantastic I mean, I think it's all thanks to technology, you know? Isn't technology great? It's all down to technology. What would you <laughs> do without Zoom and video? Who knows? I have no idea. Video calls mm-hmm. every day, uh, face-to-face meetings, offices, and uh, you know what? I love them. But I also love having take, like, have my morning coffees or my meetings, but I don't know. Um, I don't know if that if, if, if it will ease in the future, but I hope it will. But I, I think, think we're going to, yeah. Great. That's that's and that's an interesting point. Will it change? But I think it, I think working from home is here to stay, and I think the general consensus seems to be that people will do a bit of both. So you know, when it's safe to go back into offices, people will go back, but they'll have much more flexibility. And I think, especially if um, you know, we want we want people from all age groups and all backgrounds to be able to participate. So if people have got families or they've got other commitments that they need to consider, it gives people that opportunity for flexibility, which I think is really important. So hopefully that, you know, builds, it helps, it helps us support the community more effectively. Sure. Plus we have a bunch of takeaway uh, to build campaigns from home to do, <laughs> you know, okay. you you got to think about the, the positive points here. Definitely. And what can we look forward to from Alohas in 2021? Okay, that's a good question. So, because yeah. uh, it's literally around the corner. Yeah, I know. Like, it's, uh, <laughs> I think it's so exciting. Okay, so I think I already told you about the live launch, the live, live talks. Uh, so, Alohas is going live, you guys, uh, for those who are listening, um, in several ways. Um, we're gonna be uh, well. We're gonna be interviewing. Um, I don't know if you know, but Alo has recently launched a new platform inside. It's called El Mercado. Uh, El Mercado in, Sp- in Spanish is like I don't know something like a super, like not a supermarket, but a wholesale or a place where a marketplace. So um, it's a marketplace for brands, and uh, we're gonna be well coming up with uh, taking on uh, emerging designers. And building amazing PR campaigns for them, and uh, we will be including them in the mercado. And we're going to be working a lot with this new platform. Uh, of course, we will continue to invest our twenty-four-seven efforts into our on-demand, uh, installing a clear understanding on sustainability in fashion and the lowest approach to it. Our responsible shopping, responsible production, 
we might or may not launch a new reference. I cannot tell you anything about that yet, but uh, stay tuned. And um, I think that's that. Now that's many, many projects. So Aloha goes live, a new marketplace inside with emerging designers from Colombia for the most remote locations. You guys are going to love it. And um, I don't know, a bunch of new reference, which we all can only hope you like. Amazing. How exciting. Can't wait. And my closing question is this. If you could hire or collaborate with any three people in the world, who would they be and why? And this is really an opportunity to be a little bit playful and think of the most inspiring individuals and they can be past or they can be living. Okay. Can it be platforms? It can be whatever, right? Like, it, I think Yeah, it needs to be a person. Okay, it needs to be a person. Okay. <laughs> So uh, my, my, my head just went like, wow, there's so many people. So diff- that's a difficult question. It's a good question. Um, okay, so from Aloha's perspective, I would definitely say I would love, love, love to have um, Alexa Chang. Yes. <laughs> with a, I don't know, something like uh, the Future Fashion Series she did a couple of years back. I think that was fantastic. And I would love to have her. Um, come in, uh, interact with their product, interact with their business model and tell our audience about it. I don't know, uh, in sort of like a chapter like she did. I think uh, either YouTube or Netflix, I don't know. My mind can go crazy here. I'm a peer person, <laughs> you know? But I, uh, I think I think she's just fantastic. I just, uh, when I think about her brand, it's just uh, she draws inspiration out of everything. Absolutely. And music is the core of it all. Absolutely. Well, we've planted the seed here on Los Alan. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Hopefully, she can listen to this. Electronic Hopefully, she'll sure find us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I really, really want to work with you. <laughs> oh, we'll put that out there. That's great. I, I completely am on board with that. I think she's an amazing inspiration. If I have be your second choice, can you imagine she hears this. Oh my god! I can only. Oh my god! It'll be so exciting. We'll be so excited. No, that would be a hell of a PR uh, press note out there. Um, I, uh, if I have to think about another person, because you asked for three, I think. I've asked for three. Um, so you've, got, you've got one. We've got two more to go. Okay. Absolutely anyone. Uh, Stella McCurley. Okay. So another fashion person. Another fashion person, I, I, you know. <laughs> Stella McCartney, very good choice. Why are you drawn to Stella McCartney? Well, um, why wouldn't, like, who wouldn't? That's a question, you know. Um, she's just fantastic. She's just uh, an inspirational role model uh, to me as a person and as a businesswoman, as a as a company. To, uh, I think that she has managed to, um, I don't know, to encourage responsible shopping uh, in a very fashion-forward way. And uh, it's something that Aloha relates to uh, very, very, very soundly. Um, if you think about it, um, Aloha says we want to become the go-to brand for environmentally conscious shoppers who do not want to give up sell in their attempt of leading a more responsible lifestyle. And I think that's just what she did. And that's my reason why. Very good reason. That makes perfect sense. And who's your final person? Uh, my final person, I think I'm thinking, thinking, I think it's a, um, I don't know if you've heard of her. She's actually British. Uh, or British American, I don't know. Uh, it, she's a she's an author, uh, a journalist. Her name is Hatley Freeman. What's um, her first name? Hatley. Hattie. Hadley, like oh, Hadley. Hadley. Hadley Freedom. Hadley, Hadley Freeman. Freeman. Um, I've not heard of her. Tell me about her. She writes about not just fashion, but she writes about fashion too in the Guardian. 
And um, I don't know if, she, if you read about her or, or read, a, read her at all, but she writes about fashion in a very realistic point of view, meaning that she takes everything. Um, if you're speaking about jeans or if you're speaking about, uh, I don't know, is double denim okay? She will like put this question and take it to the ground with an example you can actually relate to. And she's, I don't know, she's, she's very bright. And I would love it. I would love to have her come on board and um, build a press campaign for us. Why not? Yes, of course, I would hire her. <laughs> Absolutely, and it's really interesting to have somebody that questions things and is very analytical and kind of gets into why something's worth bothering with. So why, how it justifies itself. So yeah, I think that's a that's a great choice. Fantastic! What a team you've created there. I look forward to that. <laughs> thank you you so much it's been so interesting hearing about the brand and what you're doing and the mission you're on so thank you for being my guest today amazing thank you for having us and uh uh thank you for for taking the time to uh share with your audience our, our message my pleasure degree majoring in business and minoring in marketing I asked Laura where her career started and how she got into PR she explains it's been a very exciting couple of years and quite the ride she was working as a headhunter in Barcelona but wanted to do something more creative and inspirational ideally for a company she really believes in and that would allow her to work and study at the same time she applied to Alohas and was interviewed by the founder Alejandro and he hired her And it is the perfect fit as fashion blends business and creativity and she gets to work with an incredible team who are always open to new ideas. We love Alohas. The product is fabulous and they are leading by example with an on-demand business model where customers can pre-order products aimed at avoiding overproduction. I ask how the consumer is reacting to the idea of their wishes being on demand. Laura shares that consumers have actually provided valuable insights. They have a bunch of reviews that show people actively trust their business model and want to purchase well-made items produced to order. Customers have also helped the brand with its forecasting by sharing their shopping agenda. Laura recalls as a child, her mum's approach to shopping would be to invest in one much sought-after item. I observe that it feels quite special to order a pair of shoes, boots, a bag or a piece of knitwear that is being specially made for your order. And I ask whether the pre-order experience builds anticipation and encourages us to think differently and treasure our purchases as investment items that we want to keep and look after. Laura tells us that, of course, this year, we have all learned that we need to take care of our family, friends, colleagues, and each other. The goal of Alohas is to educate customers on ethical sourcing and production so that they can participate in creating positive change. The beauty of the pre-order model is that it creates an immersive experience which allows customers to feedback on their latest collections, what they liked, what they didn't, what they want to change, and what they wish was different, while still offering brand new styles reflecting the most promising trends of the season. Laura explains it has been a tough ride. On demand is challenging for several reasons, as it reverses the traditional sales calendar and doesn't necessarily follow a linear timeline. They started asking customers about their experience and are getting reviews from all over the world. When Alohas was founded, its mantra was good for the people, good for the planet and good for profits.
The new carbon offset feature on Aloha's website enables donations to help reduce the overall carbon footprint of e-commerce. And I love that you can add two euros or more to your shopping cart at the time of purchase and then decide which cause this amount should support. Between native forest regeneration and international renewable energy projects, I am curious to know which have been the most popular. Laura tells us that to their surprise, the energy projects are the most popular and they're going to be launching questionnaires to find out why. Aloha has produced locally in Spain, so the team can visit, can visit factories regularly. And I want to know how important are their relationships with their manufacturers? Laura says these are super important relationships. Brands ordinarily purchase volumes of stock, especially for occasions like Black Friday and Christmas. So it is vital that manufacturers trust in their business model and are on board. As a brand, they are doing a lot more than just making shoes and clothes. They are changing the way people shop for fashion. I want to know how consumers reacted to the Mindful Tip series on Instagram, which is designed to reconcile our style devotion and environmental consciousness. Past chapters have covered how to give a second life to clothes you already own, shoe care practices to make them last longer, and how to build a timeless capsule wardrobe. Laura says it is part of the 12 resolution series the brand have embarked upon this year to become a better brand, focusing on positive impact and initiatives. She, she says that all brands should stop listening to the boardroom and start listening to their communities. The community response has been amazing. And out of 16 idea suggestions, they have selected one for a new project. From Thursday the 13th of November, they are also going to be live on Insta with successful individuals from around the industry in 10 to 20 minute snapshot interviews to showcase different stories. As Aloha has steadily grown in the last few years, I asked Laura what have been the highlights of her experience so far in the evolution of the brand. She tells me this year they partnered with Pinterest on a collection designed with Pinterest and some of the most inspiring influencers of today, which was so exciting for a small privately owned brand of 26 people. By contrast, the biggest challenge has been in rewriting their approach to campaigns to revolve around customer interaction and not COVID. Rather than a proper peer campaign, they have focused on the community. Talking of the pandemic and how it has affected their mission, Laura says March was a very challenging month. They were in Colombia. Alessandro, the founder, said that they will pull together and make it happen by focusing on communication. Over lockdown, this has evolved into remote working, becoming the new normal. And they have relaxed into it. Out of all the negatives, there are positives. Up until now, they'd never seen a live Dior show. This year, we all got to see it. Laura points out that how we interact with colleagues has also changed. Fashion has a cult status attached. It looks beautiful from the outside, but isn't always as beautiful on the inside. Remote working has made it personal. We are stepping into one another's homes and facades have been swept away. The pandemic also means campaigns they have worked on for months were ditched. However, creativity has been key. Laura explains that the industry has to focus on its appeal and at Aloha, they have found new ways of coming up with campaign ideas. So what can we look forward to from the brand in 2021? Laura says live talks in several ways. They're going to be on a new platform called La Americano, which is a marketplace for brands where they will be working with emerging designers and building campaigns for them as one of several projects whilst continuing their mission in responsible shopping and production. And in my closing question, I asked Laura if Aloha could hire or collaborate with any three people in the world 
Who would she choose and why? Her dream team is made up of Alexa Chung, inspired by the future of fashion series. They would love to have her come in and speak to their audience on Netflix or YouTube. Stella McCartney as an inspirational role model and business person bringing fashionability to responsible shopping. An American-British journalist, Hadley Freeman, completes the lineup as she writes about fashion in a very realistic and analytical way. If you enjoyed this episode, join me next time when I will be speaking with Lynn Frisinger, founder of Swedish Stockings, the world's first and only sustainable hosiery brand. If you are enjoying this series, hit the subscribe button to receive notifications on upcoming episodes where you'll get to hear first-hand insights from across the global fashion and creative industries.